Hello and welcome to the Kia Koshin Basketball Podcast. Today I have one of the episodes I've been most excited for. I have my friend, the first time ever, someone I didn't meet from Twitter or Instagram, someone I actually know uh, in person, I've known since third grade, my friend Matthew. And I first say, hey, Matthew. Hello, everyone. I wanted to say such a, <laughs> such a pleasure to have on today. Honestly. <laughs> so Matthew is not a big NBA fan. Uh, so it's a little bit of a change of pace from my other, every other podcast I've had. He's definitely more of a casual and that's going to be the fun of this episode. We're recording this on opening night of the NBA. The Lakers are down 15 to the Warriors with six minutes left. Uh, so we're really just going to preview the season. Casual takes. You know, I'll get good clickbait. And yeah, that's it. You ready, Matthew? Of course. Born. <laughs> okay, so starting off, the number one thing everyone talks about. Matthew, who is your pick for MVP this year? My pick for M- is for MVP this year is definitely not Jason Tatum. Why is that? I don't think he had nearly a big enough impact in the finals last year. He's trash. <laughs> Uh, my pick for MVP is probably going to be, I'm thinking like a, like kind of like an underdog here. I'm kind of thinking like a, like an AD, like an Anthony Davis. Honestly, I feel that. I'm the biggest, you know this, I'm the biggest AD fan on the planet. Well, um, I would be the biggest AD fan if he wasn't like out 70% of the season it's kind of ridiculous yeah that's the thing he's like he never plays but i agree i think when he does play if he's fully healthy he he definitely has the talent that's for sure 100 percent, he has the talent his last healthy season i think he was like easily top five player i think he was like maybe the best player in the league that year uh i don't think the lakers are going to be good though i feel like they're going to be like six seed maybe if they're lucky so yeah, I don't, I don't think I, I don't think the Lakers are really going to figure it out this year either. But I think Anthony Davis has like after coming back from some, from such a terrible year, I think he has no other choice but to really like come back with vengeance and try and figure it out for himself at least. Yeah, no, I think he's going to be good enough. I don't know if he's going to get it because, um, you know, just like people don't like giving it to players who are on not great teams, but. Yeah, I kind of agree with the pick in the sense that he's going to be good enough. I have Kevin Durant because I'm also the biggest Kevin Durant fan on the planet. And, I mean, like, the Nets were a complete mess all of last year, even kind of the year before. The whole offseason, they were a mess. So he has the whole narrative behind him. And, like, I think people are forgetting he has an actual good team. Like, Ben Simmons and Kyrie is legitimately a great big three with Kevin Durant. So I think they can have a good record. I think Kevin Durant's going to be one of the best players as he always is. No, I completely but, agree. And also like with the addition of like Ben Simmons, like coming out of his like weird depression or whatever you want to call it. He, I think it's honestly, I think he's a great pickup for that team because they were lacking some defense. They were lacking some 
big bodies on the floor, then I think that Ben Simmons can really like lock down someone else's best player and really give the Nets like a really big like, uh, upper hand. Even against like the Bucks, for example, like no, who was stopping Giannis when they were playing the Bucks? Absolutely nobody. This guy was dropping 40 points every game. So the fact that they had nobody to stop him or even to slow him down, and now they do, really, I think, puts them in a great position. Yeah, and they still almost won that series, even with no one to stop him, even with James Harden being out pretty much the whole series and Kyrie also, like, being injured for the whole part. So, yeah. Next award, Matthew. Who do you have winning the Defensive Player of the Year award? I have Mikhail Bridges winning the Defensive Player of the Year award. Okay, why do you take him over Draymond Green, Bam Adebayo, someone like that? I think Draymond is too old. I think he's really, he's yeah, he's coming off a great season, a championship win, but you know your body, like you can't be that great for that long. And I don't think that he really is really like has that defensive uh, anchor that he used to have like five years ago during the dynasty. I really, I really think, um, I re- I think also like voters are going to want to see someone new come up and they want to have uh, like a fresh, a fresh pick. And I think Mikhail Bridges is that guy. As much as I'm a Suns hater, I still want him to win. Yeah. I have actually Anthony Davis for this one. I think even if Lakers aren't a good team, I think they're going to be a top defense because of Anthony Davis. He's probably, in my eyes, off the top of my head, the second best player to ever, second best defender to ever not win a defensive player of the year behind Tim Duncan, which is crazy that he never won it. But yeah, I think AD is that guy. I think he's, when healthy, the best defender in the league at this point. So. Yeah, I'm taking that one. Any thoughts on that? No, I completely agree. And honestly, I had no idea that Tim Duncan didn't win it. And that's actually the craziest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, I think he's like the third best defender ever. So it's insane that he never won it. And he had like a long career. So it's like weird. Yeah, I know. That's actually like one of the most nuts things I've ever heard. Because I know that he really brought that Spurs team like to a full lockdown defense and I know that he was even one of the best two-way players to even like step foot as his position and with how big he is so hearing that is just like nuts yeah (laughs) okay so most improved player Matthew who are the young guys you're looking at so I can tell you somebody who I definitely do not think is going to win it and that is trash Devin Booker. I hate Devin Booker. He's trash. He's terrible. He is so unbelievably talked about for no reason. This guy's a bum. I really don't like him. But somebody for most improved player, I think it's going to be... Let me think about this one for a second. I can give you some picks people are saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, RJ Barrett, Anthony Simons, um, Tyrese Maxey. Who else are people saying? Honestly, I think Ant is going to win it. Oh, Edwards? Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. Honestly, that's a really good pick. I think he definitely. A little curveball. A little curveball. 
yeah, I think he definitely has the chance to just become an absolute superstar this year. And I I recently saw a post that he had gained 15 pounds over the offseason, which is nuts. This guy was already a powerhouse with insane athleticism, and the athleticism definitely isn't going anywhere considering he's so young. So I think really he has that talent, and I think he's really one of those that you can expect to win it. Yeah, I think, like, for his size and everything, like his frame and his height and everything, he's just kind of the most athletic player in the league, or at least, like, the most physically gifted. And um, I saw something, I think, yesterday that he apparently weighs the same amount as Cat. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, which that's actually nuts because he's, like, seven inches shorter, if not more. And – Apparently, Cat had, like, an illness that caused him to lose 15 pounds or something over the offseason. So, that sucks for him. But, like, yeah, that's just insane how physically dominant Ant is. I think that's a good pick. I have Ruby Hachimura, but, I mean, like, it's the most improved. Like, you can never guess. But I think he's a good pick if you get us the opportunity. And I also think Lowry Markinen on the Jazz because – they're not trying to do anything. So he's going to get all the opportunity in the world. And I think he can show that he's like a pretty high level offensive player. Honestly, that's a perspective that I haven't really, that I haven't really like thought about or even heard. Like the fact that like the tanking teams, like the jazz, like just sold their entire future and they're like literally nobody's now. But, but now like, I feel like the jazz like have like some really good players like that can win that award because they're not really trying to go for a championship. I don't even think they're even near trying to make the playoffs. So I think, honestly, that gives a really good spotlight for the players that are on the come up. Yeah, like Lowry, Colin Sexton. Okay, so Matthew, who, what teams do you think are, like, overrated right now? And, like, people are saying they're going to be so good and you just don't see it. The Suns. Yeah, I I can't even believe anyone is thinking they're making it to the playoffs. This team is a regular season team. (laughs) They literally just try hard and sweat during the regular season. And then when the playoffs come, they choke. Chris Paul, CP0 rings till I die. This guy will never get a ring in his life. I don't care. You can put LeBron on that team. You can put Kevin Durant on that team. You can put whoever you want on that team. Chris Paul will find a way to choke that. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I actually think the Suns, I've been the biggest believer in the Suns the past two years. I think it's kind of done. I'm kind of with you on Devin Booker. I don't think he's as good as everyone says. I think he's still a star, but yeah, I feel like people, I don't think he's an elite, elite player the way that people have tried to say he was for the past few years. I think, yeah, like Chris Paul's getting older. I'm a huge Chris Paul fan, but I don't know how much longer you can do it. I think they'll, they're definitely going to make the playoffs. I don't know what you're talking about. But <laughs> <laughs> just because they're so well coached and they have such a great system and, like, chemistry and everything. But, yeah, I think I think their window was the last two years and they lost it. But, yeah, I don't know. Do you have any other overrated teams in your opinion? Um, honestly, the Heat. I think the Heat are a pretty overrated team. I don't think – I don't really think that they're going to have much of a chance at even winning the championship, to be completely honest. Like, people are saying that they are, like, contenders. No, no, definitely not. 
I really really don't think – I can't see in any world where they're going to beat the Nets. I don't see any world where they're going to beat the Bucks. I don't see any world where they're going to beat the 76ers at all. I think they're kind of a little below those teams, but can still beat them in the playoff series. I feel like that's where they've been the past, like, three or four years. And also, honestly, the Lakers. Like, I know, like, everyone talks about them, but I can't believe people are still even giving them the slightest bit of hope every season after coming back from not even making the playoffs. Yeah, the Lakers definitely are a perennial disappointment. I feel like just because... (laughs) I feel like just because LeBron is on that team, they always give like some sort of hope at the preseason, which is like ridiculous. Yeah, uh, today, like literally an hour ago, they're running a lineup that was like LeBron, Patrick Beverly, Wenyan Gabriel, Lonnie Walker, and Kendrick Nunn, or something like that, and it was like despicable. <laughs> I can't believe the NBA is allowing that to happen. Like they have some good players, but man, I actually don't even understand some of the supporting players on this team. And honestly, who is making these trades? I didn't see a world where they needed Patrick Beverly at all. I think Beverly can, like, be pretty solid for them. Because, like, like, he's a guard that can guard other guards. Well, I said guard three times. And... He doesn't really need the ball that much. But also, they already have so many players who take dumb shots, like make bad decisions that adding another one like Beverly, that kind of hurts them for sure. I really think they should have they should have looked for someone with a little bit more con- consistent shooting because Pat, like as, as much as I think the perimeter defense that Patrick Beverly brings is good, I think that somebody that just makes a smart enough play to just make it by is a better idea, no? Yeah, I think, like, losing Malik Monk was a huge deal because he was, like, a three-level scorer. Could get to the paint, shoot the mid-range, and shoot from three. And I feel like his fit with LeBron and AD was actually really good and gave them, like, a dynamic they don't have anymore on offense. I think their hope is Lonnie Walker can kind of take his role, but I don't know if you can do it as well as Monk did, like as no, a shooter. I co- I completely agree. And also, um, who's that? Uh, Austin Reeves. I think yeah. he's honestly. I think he's gonna be pretty good this season. Yeah, I'm a fan of Reeves, but it's just another one of those players that it's like not enough to like. Like he's a good piece to have, but if you're relying on him, it's probably like showing that there's an issue with your team. Yeah, I know. I completely agree. I don't think he's gonna be like a a really. I don't. I don't even think he's good enough to be like to fit the role of even like a role player. I think he's just someone that can come on and and like knock down some couple of shots for you, and then he's back on the bench. Yeah, I think Thomas Bryant is actually gonna like as an offensive center. I think he's gonna help them a lot, and that's not being talked about. But otherwise, yeah, it's a pretty sad team. Like, there's going to be times, like, always, because they have two of the best players ever. I mean, three if you count Russ, but, like, not anymore. Where There's going to be times where you're like, this is a real team. Like, if they can keep this up, they look really good. But then there's going to be so many times where it's like, this is just an embarrassment to watch. Which has kind of been them for the past four seasons outside of 2020. 
Yeah, I know. I, I completely agree. And also, I think that Russell Westbrook was honestly getting way too much hate last last uh, season. I think that he was not nearly as bad as people were saying he was. And I th- honestly think that there were many people that were more that brought more negative than Russell Westbrook did to his team. And I and I really don't think that the media should have done any of the things that he did, like by by like literally bullying him on the court, like calling him like Westbrook. Like I think that's ridiculous. I think he's still a good player, not good enough nearly as what he was. But I think I don't think he really deserved the hate that he got before. Yeah, I think, I think like the issue is people expect so much from him. And like even the year before he went to the Lakers, I've I haven't been a fan of Westbrook for a long time, and he was on my Wizards. And yeah, he like ended up playing a big part, bringing us into the playoffs. But at the same time, he was also really bad for half the season. So it's just like the expectations of like we're making a big three, we're pairing like a former MVP, and then he just does so many things that make you like wonder why he's on the court you talking about the wizards honestly brought up a, a random thought for me honestly i'm so excited to see jamal murray back on the court why did that come with the wizards i have no idea but honestly like, <laughs> i just it was just the most random thought like i just thought of bradley beal and then bradley beal made me think of jamal murray and i was like oh my god like i we haven't seen that guy play since the bubble no yeah yeah, so I, I, I'm honestly pretty excited to see him play because he was, like, the best player I've ever seen in the bubble. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty excited. I think that'll bring us to the next part. What teams do you think are underrated? I think the Nuggets are one of those teams. Oh, 100%. I think, I think people are not really um, – I don't think people are understanding the magnitude of, like, of just straight positive that Jamal Murray brings. I think his chemistry with Jokic and really like I think they're like a they're like a sleeper pick to make it out of the West. Yeah, I think even before Murray was like a really really high level player, he still had such like incredible chemistry with Jokic that made them better than they would be individually. And then I think I think that um with Michael Porter Jr. coming back, I they're, in my opinion, the top two team in the West. Them and the Clippers, I think, are the best two. And then after them, might have, like, the Warriors. Maybe the Mavericks make a run or the Grizzlies or something. But, yeah, I, I do think the Nuggets, if not the Clippers, I'd pick them to make it out of the West. Oh, I My top two is completely the same as yours. I definitely think that the Clippers... The Clippers need a big breakout season, at least making it out of the West. And I really, really, really think that Kawhi can carry his team like he did before, like in Toronto. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he needs to carry. I think they have, and I don't think he carried in Toronto either, but like they have, uh, they really have an amazing roster. John like, Wall's about to kill it. Yeah, you know, that's what I want. One of my, I know you're my a favorite player big John Wall guy. He's my favorite player of all time. I'm so excited to see him play basketball. Like, I can't wait. I think he's a really good fit. The only thing is, 
I wish they were able to keep Isaiah Hardenstein. Oh, I completely agree. I know you have a a fun opinion about Isaiah Hardenstein. His girlfriend is unbelievably hot. (laughs) Isaiah Hardenstein's girlfriend is unbelievably hot. Saying it on the podcast. I think uh, he would have helped a lot. I think he was like a great fit with, or would have been a great fit with John Wall. Zubak is okay, but if I could have chose between one or the other as the Clippers, I definitely would have chosen Hardenstein. Honestly, Zubak gives me bad vibes. <laughs> I really, I like, like, even like going to see Clippers games in person, he was just such a one-sided player like he really like had nothing more to he was just like the most traditional normal center and like he would just get the ball and try and dunk get the ball try and dunk like you need to have like some post moves you need to like have some little spice in your game this guy had none yeah he's definitely like I mean he's not bad but he's pretty bland like he doesn't nothing he does excites you at all exactly on either end like he doesn't get like, on defense, he's fine, but you'll never see him and be like, wow, that was, like, a big defensive play. So, yeah. I don't know. What other teams do you think are better than people are giving them credit for? Let's see. The Mavs. Yeah, I feel the uh, yeah. same. I think a lot of people are saying, like, they might not even make the playoffs this year or, like, they're a play-in team. No, I definitely. I think they not. might have gotten better. I really I think Luca just is insane. Yeah. I really think he's just nuts. That guy, that guy's nuts. Honestly, I really think that he, just him, he can just carry. He's like really like honestly, I can see him winning the MVP. Yeah, I think he definitely can. I, I think he's been the favorite. This year and last year, like according to the betting odds, people people are saying like they lost Jalen Brunson, they're going to get worse. But honestly, I think because you already have a ball handler like Luca, I think adding Christian Wood might be a bigger positive than losing Jalen Brunson was a negative. No, yeah, I, I, I really, I really agree, and I'm also a big Jalen Brunson guy. Yeah, honestly, I makes- really. I really like him. He's he adds a good, he has a pretty strong, um, he's a pretty strong like addition to that roster. Yeah, you think the Knicks are gonna do anything with Jalen Brunson? Honestly, no. The Knicks don't really do anything any year. Yeah, they're kind of just they're kind of just there. They're, I feel like they're like kind of just like tucked under the blanket every year, and like we have so many like strong strong nick fans like i honestly think that the knicks like have one of the strongest fan bases in the nba and they just get let down season after season after season <laughs> yeah they were definitely like the laughing stock of the nba for a bunch of years and then finally in 2021 they were like a good playoff team they could have won that first round series against the hawks they looked good for one year and then last year like it went back down and now they're not, like, a joke like they used to be, but they're also not good. But they have RJ Barrett, so I feel pretty good about them for the future, just not right now. 
Yeah, honestly, I think RJ Barrett is also a most improved player candidate, a strong one too. Yeah, I love RJ Barrett. I think last year in the second half, he he really showed a lot. Like he was able to get to the basket so easily, and like was really using his frame in a much better way than he used to. So I hope that he takes a big leap, and I think he will. So with that being said. I guess we'll do like two more topics and then we can call it. Are there okay. any players that you think are going under the radar or getting overrated? Or just any, really any, because this isn't that serious. Any players you just like like and want to talk about or don't like and want to talk about? Any chance to bash Devin Booker, I will take it. He is really just like everyone says oh my God, this is a superstar. This is a superstar. A superstar wouldn't choke that badly to a <laughs> to a Mavs team with one good player. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's the most... That game was the most pathetic, ridiculous thing I've ever seen. There is no way that you try hard all regular season just to lose by that much. Everybody was like, oh my God, this was going to be the best game seven we're ever seeing. So much competitiveness. Devin Booker versus Luca. They were chirping each other on the court. Luca just absolutely annihilated his existence. <laughs> it was it was the most there's they I don't even think they should be talked about in the same in the same sentence. Yeah, I think Luca is a lot better than Devin Booker. But I want to see, and also that was probably the most pathetic game I've not by him specifically, but by just a team that I've ever seen, given, like, the circumstances. but and I, and I know that you're a big, big, big Chris Paul guy. And honestly, yeah. I don't see it. <laughs> I don't see it. He's just, he's just a, like, I understand that he's, like, one of the best point guards, really, like, this league has ever seen. But also, you have to play in the, you have to play the factor that, He's just – he's good, but I don't think he's great in the fact that he can, like, really finish finish teams off. Like, you need to be that. Like, if you want to be considered one of the greatest, you need to be able to put teams away, finish series, really just not choke when big moments hit. And I think that, like, really is a big – like, is a, like, really big part that defines your career. And I think that's – really really lacking for him and I don't really see the hype I mean I think generally he's always gotten better in the playoff it's just he's been injured a lot and then, I don't know the Suns the Suns match was kind of unexcusable but I do want to see just like your opinion on Devin Booker who do you think is better between Devin Booker and Donovan Mitchell oh Donovan Mitchell for sure I agree with that what about Devin Booker and Bradley Beal Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal was was consistently putting up 32 points per game. I've never seen Devin Booker do that ever. Okay, Book versus Zach Levine. Zach Levine. Book versus Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown just because of the defense he brought. last, Last season, he was a big part of that team. Bigger than Jason Tatum, you can even say. No. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> That's what I thought. Dude, just looking at 
just honestly, like for finals MVP, I think that he could have had it. He was honestly way closer to Jason Tatum than I even thought. I don't know about that. I think I can agree with the other guys. I think Jalen Brown is where I draw the line. Or I'd still take Booker over Levine, but like I think it's like I could see Levine. Jalen Brown is kind of where I draw the line and say like Maybe it's just uh, the hate I have for that guy. Oh yeah, any other players? Um, let's see. I think there's a couple. Oh, Joel Embiid. I honestly I don't think I think the only really chance that he had to win the MVP was last season, and I don't see him even. I don't see him being either, like top five. I don't. I'm actually glad you brought him up because I'm really not a fan of Joel Embiid's game. Like, I think he's a top ten player. I think he's a superstar, but I don't think he's like a tier one potential best player in the world, like people try to make him out to be. I think. On offense, he's just, like, so often in the wrong position. Like, like I know this is what, like, old people say, and they sound annoying and stuff, but he really needs to get inside and play bigger because he's one of the most physically imposing players in the whole league. And he's – he just is, like – like, yeah, he has a great jump shot, especially for someone his size, like, generational. But he still settles way too much for facing up from, like, 18 feet away. He settles too much for threes. When teams double him, he's – like, people have tried to say he's, like, gotten a lot better as a passer. And, yeah, he's gotten better, but he still makes a lot of bad passes. He gets a lot of turnovers. He makes a lot of bad decisions. And on defense, he's definitely really good, but I don't think he's, like, the defensive player of the year level anchor that people try to make him out to be. Like, I think he's still one of the best scorers in the league and, like, a really high-level defender, but I – like, for example, I think for Philly to be the best they can be this season, I think the offense would have to run through James Harden. Like, people are taking it as a given at this point that Embiid's better, but I really think, like, for them to maximize what they can be on offense, it should be James Harden's team, at least on that end. Honestly, I would put my money on James Harden this season. I really think he's going to have a great, great season especially with with the work that he's been putting in. I've been seeing pictures of him losing so much weight, looking so much better than he did last season, really putting in the work and the effort. Honestly, I, I really see that he like wants to win a championship. And I and I honestly like just like from a, a casual NBA guy, I can see that he's putting in that work and honestly, I I put my money on him having a great season. Yeah, I think he's also definitely going to go back at least like to almost where he was, where he was, he was really like in contention for best player in the world ish, like top three, top five every season. I don't know for sure if he's going to be like that, but I definitely see him at least getting back to like top 10 level. He just played his first game today. He's had like 35 points, was getting to the free throw line. His body's looking still not as good as it was in like Houston, but a lot better than it looked last year. So I, I agree with you. I'm really high on Harden this year. So that brings us to the last thing we're going to talk about here. Who are your top two teams from each conference? Who do you have making it out of each conference? And who do you have ultimately winning it all? I think my top two teams, as I said before, coming out of the, coming out of the 
we'll do the West first, is the Nuggets and the Clippers. And I think the Clippers are going to beat the Nuggets. And yeah, I think the I Clippers. I think the Clippers are going to be um, in their first finals ever. And then I honestly think the Nets. I think the Nets. I think Kevin Durant needs to just just bring it home. And I honestly think that with with Kyrie Irving being, I think he's gonna. Is he gonna be able to play um, all the away games? Yeah, I think the vaccine requirements have been fixed. So I think like, that. So he can play. So I definitely think that if he's able to play the away games and get that, get more more playing time just with the team during the regular season, I really think that they that they're and then also the addition of Ben Simmons, I really think that they're a big, 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 big um, team that can come out of the East, and I definitely see them honestly beating the Bucks. I see them beating the Bucks, and I definitely see them beating the Celtics, because. Who, because I don't see anyone stopping Kevin Durant on the Celtics for sure. And also, well, I definitely. I will say, last season, they played the best defense on him that, like, anyone has ever played on him. So maybe I'm wrong about that. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, I have the Nets. And, honestly, I have the 76ers. I think the. I think the Sixers really have a good chance, and I think that James Harden is really brewing something up there. And I think, I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna make it pretty far. But honestly, my my pick would be um, Clippers versus Nets, and I think the Clippers. Honestly, the Clippers I are... had the exact same four teams as you, and the same exact outcomes actually. And we did not talk about this prior. We've never talked about this prior. I think the Celtics definitely – I think on paper they're the best team in the East and definitely can make it out. I don't really – I never believe in the Bucks as much as other people do. Um, I think Celtics, Sixers, and Nets are the top three, but I think I'd still take Nets over Sixers to be the best two in that conference. And I do take the Nets to to bring it home, like with the Eastern Conference Championship. I think Nets versus Clippers – can honestly go either way, but I I think I would take the Clippers. I think they're a more well-rounded team, and I really just want to see Evan Durant versus Kawhi Leonard in the finals. I feel like they're probably they're probably like the best small fours ever after LeBron and Larry Bird, and. Yeah, I mean, I just really want to see those two play against each other, and I think they have the teams to do it. So also, I'm 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 also pretty excited for the Clippers' new arena. Honestly, is that this season? I I don't know, but I'm just excited because I it's it's like I it's like right next to the SoFi Stadium, and they're putting I think like a ton of money just like they did the SoFi Stadium. Yeah. The SoFi Stadium is crazy. Yeah. And it's like supposed to be like just on the other side of the street. Yeah. So I think well, it's going to be really really crazy and I'm honestly so excited to see them play there. As we know Clippers tickets go for $8. Oh yeah. Oh, we've actually, gotta love the $8. <laughs> we've actually gotten those and gone together, so we'll definitely go when the stadium opens up. 
Oh, for sure. No, that we gotta love the six dollar tickets. <laughs> okay, Matthew, loved having you on. This was everything I expected it to be. Anything oh. else you want to say? Thank you for having me on. Honestly, love the podcast. Love what you do. Love the Instagram. Love the Instagram. Catch my comments. Catch my comments under the posts. Thank you all for listening. Yeah. Hey, I'll see you tomorrow, Matthew. Thank you. See you tomorrow, Kia. Peace. Bye.